Welcome to China in Focus. I'm Tiffany Meyer. Our top story, an info drop from a former Hunter Biden associate. President Biden reportedly met with a Chinese energy typhoon in Washington back in 2017. His firm reportedly paid Hunter millions of dollars. Partnering with Pfizer and other big U.S. labs, another Chinese biotech firm catching the eye of American lawmakers. A look at why officials say it should be sanctioned. Inside a Chinese Communist Party event, high-level officials mingled with bodyguards for the Chinese leader in an unusual video. And one of the world's largest index providers purging dozens of Chinese stocks from its portfolio. Meanwhile, India's waiting is on the rise. New details on President Biden's alleged involvement in his son's foreign business dealings. Rob Walker is a former business partner of Hunter Biden's. He told Congress that Joe Biden met with the head of a Chinese energy firm in 2017 in Washington, D.C. That's according to Fox News. This Chinese energy firm has deep ties to the Chinese Communist Party. It sent millions of dollars to Hunter Biden. Its head, Ye Jianming, formed a business venture with Hunter Biden and Tony Bobulinski, who strongly suggested that the firm had involved Hunter in order to gain access to his father, Joe Biden, then vice president. As for the 2017 meeting, Walker said it was a lunch at the Four Seasons Hotel in Washington, D.C. Walker himself, Hunter Biden and Ye Jianming, the head of the Chinese energy firm, attended. He said the former vice president also stopped by. Walker noted the meeting was to discuss ways they could work together. It was over an hour and a half, though Joe Biden was there for maybe 10 minutes. Walker said they exchanged normal pleasantries and that Biden probably did most of the talking and then left. Biden left his post as the vice president at the time. Walker said Joe Biden was never involved in any of the business activities he pursued with Hunter Biden. The House Oversight Committee told Fox News that it can confirm Joe Biden met with almost every foreign national who funneled money to his son. Examples include Russian and Romanian oligarchs and Ye Jianming, chairman of the Chinese energy firm CEFC. What did the Chinese company's dealings with Hunter Biden look like? Here are the details according to a Senate report. Hunter Biden is the co-owner of a company named Hudson West 3. According to the report, CEFC China Energy wired $5 million to Hudson West in 2017. Not long after, Hudson West sent multiple payments to Hunter Biden's law firm Owasco. Labeled as consulting fees, the payments total about $4.8 million. Around the same time, Hudson West moved over $1 million to Hunter's uncle, James Biden's consulting firm. The Senate report identifies the transaction as potential financial criminal activity. And in September 2017, Chinese businessman Dong Gongwen opened a bank account together with Hunter Biden. Hunter, James and Sarah Biden were all authorized users of credit cards associated with the account. They later used the cards to purchase over $100,000 worth of luxury items. The Chinese businessman is also a co-owner of Hudson West, as well as an associate of the chairman of CEFC China Energy. 
A previous media report shows that in 2017, Hunter Biden helped negotiate a deal for CEFC to invest $40 million in a Louisiana-based natural gas project. The project reportedly fell through the following year. Bombshell accusations about President Biden's role in his family's business dealings. A former associate of the Biden family testified before Congress Tuesday. Tony Bobolinsky said in his opening statement, quote, Joe Biden was the brand being sold by the Biden family. He said the Biden family's influence peddling operations sold out to foreign actors seeking to gain access to Biden and the U.S. government. He also accused Biden of being an enabler of his family's business. Bobolinsky is a former Navy officer. He worked with Hunter Biden and the president's brother, James Biden, on a venture with CEFC China Energy. Bobolinsky called the company a surrogate of the Chinese Communist Party. Bobolinsky confirmed that Biden was aware of the transactions with CEFC and enabled them. The witness asked Congress to thoroughly investigate the Biden family's business dealings. President Biden has previously denied involvement in his family's business dealings. President Biden's TikTok debut is sparking bipartisan pushback in Congress. Speaking on the sidelines of a hearing, leaders of the House Select Committee on the CCP stressed their fear over the China-owned social media app. Committee Chairman Mike Gallagher called the move disappointing, saying that national security concerns should outweigh the desire to rally young voters. Ranking member Raja Krishnamurti echoed that concern, saying the U.S. should force the sale of TikTok to an American company. And in the upper chamber, Democratic Senator Mark Warner said that the U.S. needs to follow India's footsteps. The country banned completely in 2020. Meanwhile, the White House said nothing has changed about its stance on TikTok and related national security concerns. Officials added that a TikTok ban on government devices remains in place. The Biden campaign's account now has more than 67,000 followers. U.S. lawmakers are eyeing another Chinese biotech firm. They sent a letter to the White House Monday urging the Biden administration to take a closer look at Wuxi Aptech and its affiliates for possible sanctions. The lawmakers cited public documents that point to what they called clear ties between the firm and China's Communist Party and military. What's more, lawmakers said the company also supported Beijing's genocide policies in Xinjiang, receiving investments from numerous Chinese military funds. Plus, its CEO has links to a blacklisted Chinese military medical research institute. But what makes the Chinese company such a big concern? Lawmakers said it and its affiliates are rapidly becoming part of U.S. supply chains by making deals with prominent American biotech companies. That's including big names like Pfizer, AstraZeneca, and even U.S. national labs. To top it off, Congress has introduced a bill to protect Americans' genetic information. It would restrict federally funded medical providers from sharing it with Chinese biotech firms. Wuxi Aptech did not respond immediately to a request for comment. Next, take a look at this unusual video clip taken during a Lunar New Year gathering of Chinese Communist Party leaders. In addition to the older attendees, quite a few young men stood out in the videos. They were dressed in exactly the same way, in all black with short haircuts. Who are they? Let's dive in. 
Sitting at almost every table behind Chinese leader Xi Jinping, the young men are reportedly the bodyguards of the regime head. They wear stoic facial expressions and appear focused. What has Xi on high alert while attending an insider event? According to Wang Dan, a lead figure in the 1989 pro-democracy movement, it all indicates the same fact. This regime is not stable, and the CCP is filled with tension internally. American professor and China expert Zhang Tianliang stressed that the bodyguards were closely supervising the exchanges between the guests, possibly to gauge any dissatisfaction towards Xi in the crowd. Moving on to Europe, Beijing is lashing out over a new trade proposal from the European Union. If passed, it would mean more trade curbs on Chinese firms. The Chinese regime is vowing to take what it called necessary measures in response to the plan, which targets two dozen firms, including three based in China and one in India. The new proposal would ban European firms from trading with those entities. It's part of the bloc's efforts to clamp down on Russia, specifically its access to sanctioned goods for its war efforts in Ukraine. Tensions have been mounting between Europe and China in recent months, with the EU kicking off a probe into a flood of Chinese electric cars and Beijing retaliating with an anti-dumping investigation into EU liquor products. Plus, the Netherlands striking a deal with the U.S. to limit deliveries of sensitive chip-making equipment to China. Back to the EU's new proposal, if member states give the green light, the limits on businesses in mainland China and India will be the EU's first since the Ukraine conflict. Last year, a similar proposal targeting Chinese companies was shelved due to pushback from some member states and assurances from Beijing not to back Russia's war. A $95 billion bill getting the Senate's go-ahead on Tuesday. That money earmarked for aid to Ukraine, Israel and Taiwan. Here's what Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer said about the measure. Today, we make Vladimir Putin regret the day he questioned America's resolve. And we make clear to others, like China's President Xi, not to test our determination. And we send a clear bipartisan message of resolve to our allies in NATO. The bill was held up in Congress for two months before the vote, with some Republicans first demanding changes to immigration policy. The bill passed after winning support from over 20 GOP lawmakers. House Speaker Mike Johnson still opposes the bill. In a statement, he said the mandate was meant to secure America's own border before sending additional foreign aid around the world, adding that without border policy change in the Senate, the House will have to continue to work its own will. Next, a roundup of short economic updates from China. First, one of the world's largest index providers is purging dozens of Chinese firms, ousting them from its global benchmarks. In a recent quarterly review, New York finance giant MSCI said it is removing 66 stocks from its China index. This comes as the communist nation's market has erased trillions of dollars in value amid an unprecedented real estate crisis and weak consumption. Companies to be removed include China Southern Airlines as well as several property developers. As China's economy tumbles, investors are turning their heads toward developing markets. That's as nations like India present an alternative. Today, MSCI raised India's index weightage to an all-time high, totaling a staggering 18.2%. Analysts say it could bring billions of dollars in profits to India. Back in 2020, China's weighting in the index was five times that of India's. 
But fast forward to today, the gap is narrowing as MSCI dropped a two-year record number of Chinese firms off of its list. Coming up, another sign the Chinese economy is losing steam. Many across the country are reporting months of missing salaries. They told NTD that they are struggling just to get by. Europe's renewable energy manufacturers facing bankruptcy risks due to Chinese imports. A look at the issues cropping up. And an American performing arts group captivating audiences in Tucson, Arizona. What theatergoers had to say about their experiences learning about 5,000 years of traditional Chinese culture. More on that after the break here on China in Focus. Welcome back to China in Focus. I'm Tiffany Meyer. The biggest annual festival in Asia, the Lunar New Year, is on day three of celebrations. But for many Chinese people, it's become a time of anxiousness more than joy, as many haven't gotten paid for months. Let's dive in. China's slugging economy is taking its toll nationwide. In the northern province of Shandong, the head of a private hospital says... We haven't paid all employees for eight months. I have no choice but to start a hunger strike starting today. Over in southern China's Jiangsu province, contractor Lei Ming explains he works for a town council. The town council hasn't paid me for four years. The project is left unfinished, halfway done. Every year when we go to demand to get our money back, we would be stopped on the way there by the police. Moving further south, the city of Guangzhou was among the fast-developing cities in the country. But the different situation there appears different now. One worker explained numerous factories and stores had shut down due to long draconian lockdown measures during the pandemic. Faced with rising prices and low salaries, many are struggling to get by. Guangzhou is in great recession. The economy is very poor. People can't find jobs, and some elderly people have no income for the whole year, and no one takes care of them. Surviving is already hard. Many can't even think of buying a house, a car, or getting married. The poor economic state has created logical issues. People can't afford to buy houses, dealing a blow to the real estate industry, which is already in crisis. Shenzhen and Nanjing, China's top cities for the market. The property prices in Shenzhen have dropped significantly this year, making it very difficult to operate in the real estate sector. In Nanjing, the cost of living is high, but incomes are low. Many people are unemployed, and property prices have also dropped, leading to numerous bankruptcies. Physical stores are shutting down left and right. The lower class is living below the poverty line. The downward trend of China's economy remains ongoing. Europe's renewable industry manufacturers are paying a steep price for their dependency on Chinese imports. As Beijing decides to hold some of its exports, EU companies are now threatening bankruptcy, despite the government's green transition plans. NTD's France correspondent David Vives speaks to energy policy experts who say this concern tops other issues currently threatening the renewables industry. According to German Economy Minister Robert Abeck, restricting Chinese imports in the EU could jeopardize Europe's rapid expansion of grid energy and make 90% of the photovoltaic market more expensive. While a surge in Chinese solar panel imports has sparked a record solar energy installations, 
It also threatens the foundation of Europe's local solar manufacturing. This risked bankruptcies among EU companies that assemble and install solar panels using imported parts. According to energy policy expert and analyst Fabien Bouglet, this follows Beijing's decisions to withhold certain materials and technology. We are witnessing a commercial war between Europe, seeking to retain certain solar panels and wind turbine manufacturers, and China aiming for a monopoly. China strategically banned the export, not of rare earths or solar panel materials, but the technology used in their production. The industry finds itself in a dilemma, with solar manufacturers proposing government intervention to address oversupply, while others in the broader green energy sector resist import restrictions. What's happening with China is an aggravating factor. Because in this supply chain problem, Europeans are going to have a hard time recovering the tools needed to build permanent magnets, which today are China's monopoly, knowing that China absolutely wants to recover the global wind turbine market. This stops other issues striking the industry, notably wind power turbines, such as old components used in their fabrication. For example, Germany's leading wind turbine manufacturer, Siemens Energy, found itself being bailed out by the German government, is on the hook for 15 billion euros after a loss of 5 billion in 2023. The industry's troubles raise questions about the viability of Europe's green transition, Bouglet says. This marks the resounding failure of the energy transition stemming from Germany's energy vendor. It signals the end of green energy transition, with the industry grappling with the consequences of two decades of anti-nuclear policies. The German minister wrote a letter to the EU Commission urging it to find a solution. David Vives, NTD News, Paris. Is the U.S. Navy capable of protecting the U.S. from communist China? NTD's Kevin Hogan posed the question to retired Marine Colonel Grant Newsham, a senior fellow at the Center for Security Policy and the author of When China Attacks. Watch. Only if the fight is just off San Diego, if it's a fight much closer to China, uh, we're going to have some problems. Uh, we don't have enough ships, obviously. China has a lot more than we do, and they're building more of them. We don't have uh, enough ammunition, put simply, uh, the right types of missiles in the right numbers. Uh, we, our industrial base is not very good. We're not able to build ships like we used to. China outbuilds us at least five to one for every ship we launch. Uh, we'd have trouble getting uh, battle casualties replaced, um, getting repairs done, and we're not recruiting enough sailors. So we're in a little bit of trouble right now. You know, if we're going to take on China, uh, we'd better hope that they do it the way we want them to, and, but they just might not. Right. Very concerning. And to add to your point there, there's leaked intelligence documents that shows that China's shipbuilding capacity is over 230 times the United States. So overall, is the United States Navy on the decline or on the rise? I think you'd have to say on the decline. Uh, particularly because the Chinese Navy, the Chinese military, is improving to such an extent. So even though the Navy still has punch, plenty of it, uh, that it is headed in the wrong direction. And if you factor in the improvement in Chinese capabilities, uh, we're getting left in the in the back in the dis in the distance. Yeah, it's definitely something that needs to be taken into account, especially since China's modernizing with that Fujian carrier that caught public attention back in 2022. Are there U.S. capabilities right now that would deter China for a potential invasion of Taiwan, for example? 
Oh, yeah, we still have plenty of, a lot of capability. It's probably not enough, but we could give them a, more than a bloody nose. Uh, but we still have missiles that work where our submarines are a great advantage, which we need to uh, maintain. Shenyan Performing Arts took to the stage in Tucson, Arizona over the weekend. Theatergoers say they were enthralled by the artist's showcase of 5,000 years of traditional Chinese culture, all through dance and music. Let's take a look. Shenyun delivered three shows at the Linda Ronstadt Music Hall in Tucson, Arizona on February 10th and 11th. The New York-based company rekindles 5,000 years of traditional Chinese culture through classical Chinese dance and music. Audience members were captivated by the performances. I loved it. It was wonderful. What a cultural experience, and it just applies to all of us what we should be doing in our lives. Just the kindness, compassion that all of us should have for each other. Oh my God, it was so beautiful. And especially the ethnic pieces, um, the cultural ethnic pieces. I absolutely loved the the sleeve dance and the, the yellow blossom dances. And then the Mongolian dance for the men was gorgeous too. I think those were definitely my favorites, but every piece was just magical. Shenyun creates all new original musical compositions each year. Each performance is accompanied by a live orchestra that combines both Western and Eastern instruments. I love that blend of tradition and then uh, multicultural components, both Western and the Eastern instruments. So that was my favorite part, the music. Just the, the beauty of combining movement and music, it felt, very, it felt very healing to me. So I found it quite interesting when the speakers mentioned it. Paul said specifically later that music is a, traditionally this medicine because I really believe that it is. <laughs> the essence of ancient Chinese culture and civilization is rooted in spirituality. Shenyun brings forward these beliefs through their performances. I personally um, can relate to that. I think that that is something that we need more of. And, uh, and I am very appreciative to see that it's being given on a larger audience. I'm just very grateful that they take the time and the energy to embrace their beliefs and let it shine throughout the world. It's great. Shenyun will perform next at the Orpheum Theater in Phoenix from February 13th to 18th. NTD News, Tucson, Arizona. That's all for today's China In Focus. I'm Tiffany Meyer. If you have any feedback on the show or have something you'd like to see us cover, send us an email at chinainfocusntd.com. We'd love to hear from you. Thanks for watching. See you tomorrow.